The Dragon Reread is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that armadillos, like magpies, love shiny things? That's why you shouldn't bring an armadillo to your house after a date. He might steal your heart. (laughs) (laughs) For more armadillo facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early, and to check out our other podcasts, visit us at armadillo.club. Time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become podcasts. Hello there, welcome to the Dragon Reread. We're rereading Robert Jordan's Wheel of Time series of fantasy novels. I am Jeff Lake. I'm Alice Sullivan. And I'm Mike Sparkman. And today we're covering chapters 21 through 23 of Knife of Dreams, book 11 of the Wheel of Time. Previously, Elaine's ascension is not going well. Her mercenaries suck, the captain of her royal guard keeps killing her spies, and someone keeps murdering her channelers. To top it all off, no new supporters will join her, and Aramilla has a scheme brewing. Meanwhile, Rand is planning his campaign to bring in the Shanshan. By fist or by feather, he's going to have him. You heard that saying before, fist or by feather? No. No. Yeah, because the feather is the quill. You know. Uh, it sounds like a thing that you just made up. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Loyal's mom finally catches up to him and makes him marry an Ogier super hottie who seems super down with his adventuring ways. Yeah. But before they can hop on the Ogier bone train to Ogier Pleasure Station, Trollocs <laughs> attack. Luckily, magic beats virtually any kind of ground force, so Luz Theron and his buddies just blast them right to oblivion. I say Luz Theron, of course, because Luz Theron manages to take control of Rand's channeling. Yikes. Yeah, they're like, oh no, Rand, the only way we'll get out of this is if you have somebody who's really good at insane magic destruction. And he's like, I know a guy. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just the guy for this. As they are tidying up the mountains of Shadowspawn corpses, Davram Bashir arrives with news. The meeting place has been set for Rand and the Daughter of the Nine Moons, and they have been assured that it is definitely not a trap. We finish this sh- the chapter as Lan rides across the borderlands while Nynaeve calls upon the Scions of Malkyrie to join the flight of the Golden Crane to Tarman Gaiden. There was not a dry seat in the house. <laughs> <laughs> chapter 21, Within the Stone, Icon of the Aes Sedai Symbol. So Rand is in Tyr, and things are getting kind of grim there. Uh, it's been besieged, but on top of that, Min sees kind of starvation everywhere when she looks at people's symbols, and the people are pretty desperate for food. They're kind of already hungry, which I thought was a little weird that the people are already hungry because haven't hasn't everybody else been importing grain from Tyr? Yeah. Keep that? Well, it, it sounds like Tyr's in kind of a weird situation. There's this like really half-assed siege that's going on and i think they mentioned that the fortune so there's the stone right and the stone at this point is pretty autonomous it's got supplies it's got its own supply chain through the 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 docks Mm -hmm. uh but whenever they try and deliver supplies to outside of tier uh they get intercepted by the siege people i think it's what um what Rand's person on the inside mm, said. Right. Uh, but, I, you know, Min's also seeing future, of course, which is that all these people are going to die of starvation. Like, all of them. And, yeah. and that, that's got to be something else that we don't know about yet. But bad news. Right. Um, uh, yeah, it's that one bit where the, the two kids are there and, uh, and Rand flips them a coin and then they run off and Min's like, gives them a look like, no, it's no, nothing good happens there. Like, I think was, what she sees is them like choking on gold coins. <laughs> <laughs> they take it home. They don't know what to do with the gold coin. They swallow it. They die. Yeah. Um, Come on, Rand. During uh, all this, uh, Luz Theron tries to 
teach Rand about uh, basically modern finance. Oh, I know. Uh, and Rand is like, that's just madness. I'm not interested in that, Luce Theron. Yeah, uh, there's a this this funny moment when as Rand's riding by, two flocks of startled birds perfectly collide, stunning every bird. Like they just like all <laughs> one for one run into each other. Mm-hmm. So you can see Rand's pattern shenanigans yep. are still going strong. And then you see a steam wagon. That's right. Oh man, that's that's super cool. Is that a thing? Was that a thing? Yeah, well, it's, it's just a wagon with a steam engine on it, right? Yeah, but I've only ever heard of steam-operated boats or trains. I've never yeah. heard of a vehicle the, like that. The main reason why you can't is because the wood takes is very bulky. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but I mean, like any any yeah, it's it's still the same principle that's, huh. that's propelling it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, there's this moment where Rand is thinking about uh, how all these things are going to start drawing attention. Uh, which got me thinking about the Trolloc attack, and I wanted to ask you guys, see what you guys think about this. So, mm-hmm. we hadn't, we didn't really talk about the source of the Trolloc attack, but I think it's pretty obvious who it is, right? There's like this this ongoing thing right now, but among the Forsaken, that Rand is off limits, right? So that means there's Morden is the only yeah. person who's like likely to do that. He's, like, He's mine, right? But Morden doesn't attack with a hundred thousand Trollocs. You know who does that? Shider Haran. Oh, not even Shida Haran. Who? Samael. This is oh, like yeah. totally a Samael. Oh, yeah. Like to me, right. this is totally evidence that Samael is still around. No, no, like, no. Remember, he totally died. Yeah, I, we, we saw him. No one could survive Shida. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, that's a good point. Rand thinks it's Morden, even though he doesn't know the name, because he thinks that guy he, he certainly knows where I am. Saying, yeah. yeah. But this feels like a semi ploy to me, like overflowing it with a, a army of Trollocs. You You're know? right. That is Interesting. A, that is a good point. That's a dumb Samael plan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't know whether it was him, but it just occurred to me because like Rand's worried about yeah. being tracked. No, I, I buy it. Yeah. Yeah. So it must suck to be the guy who just invented the steam engine right at the same moment that they rediscovered traveling. Yeah, I know, right? Like the steam engine, and, and, and not just steam engine, steam trucking, because he's got this whole, like, Yeah, he pulls, like, 50 engine. wagons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, long-haul trucking in the in the <laughs> fantasy world, but, like, if you've got teleporting, yeah. that doesn't matter. And, and Rand is like, can't believe you made that work. That's pretty cool. Doesn't stand much, much to traveling, though. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you just make a hole in the, in the universe and travel through it? Yeah. Oh. Uh, poor guy. Oh, yeah. well. As he's walking through the city, there's more little ripples that are, you know, always right. happening around sort of him. All sorts of Rand Taveran ripples. Yeah. That gets falling straight up. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's the thing that happens a lot. The bread thing. Yeah. <laughs> and they head to the stone. Alana is there in the stone. Rand can tell. Yeah, she's been on this dragon mission for a while. Do, I, do you remember what she was actually sent here for? I mean, I know that he sent her to Tyr. She was part of the, the party of Aes Sedai to negotiate the uh, the rebels, the siege. Oh, okay. So that was actually her, her reason for being yeah. sent Yeah. Okay. And they head to an inn with a view of the stone to uh, teleport through there. Yeah. The, by the way, the, he, he walks by the, the, the quote-unquote siege. It is the laziest siege that anyone has ever seen. <laughs> it's just like these dudes who aren't even wearing armor. Uh, but he's like, look... I could just walk through this, but yeah, I'm not here to massacre normies, so <laughs> right. we'll go the long way around. Not worth my time. Killing Trollocs, still fun. Killing Regos, nah, not my thing. Yeah. But they, they pass in the end, they pass a guy trying to sell silkworms. Uh-huh. Which and they're is, like, you crazy. Yeah. <laughs> they grow in trees. It still grows on trees. It doesn't come from worms. Right, like, yeah. You know, guys, really? And a Shanshan guy there who backs up the silkworm guy, so, you know. Yeah. I the Shanshan mean, are terrible uh, caste-based slavers, but at least they're, you know. Doing a solid for this silkworm guy. <laughs> but they they travel from the room 
to the stone. I'm not exactly sure why they don't travel straight to the stone. They they want to. They just want to space out of the way. Rand's trying not to draw attention to himself, and it turns out if you open a portal in the middle of the city, people catch. Well, I, I mean, like from wherever they were, from that that house they were. Uh, in. Why don't you just go straight to the that's stone? That's a good question. I mean, I, there, I know there's rules for traveling, but I mean, the, the the biggest rule I remember is that you have to know the place pretty well, and that doesn't apply to this in situation. Yeah, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm not exactly sure what that's about. I thought they were going to skim for some reason. Yeah. Uh, Rand is still having channel troubles. It's very sad. Performance issues. Yeah. I guess we don't know exactly what this is about, except maybe it's some, like, remnant taint from tra- from channeling back in the poison days. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's because of his weird loose there in mind thing. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> but the stone, we find out when he gets there, is changing its layout also. Yeah. Yeah. Eesh. They're having the same architectural issues as Camelin. Yeah. They, they go through and they meet a bunch of lords and Alana. Who's hanging out there? Oh, sorry. Just real quick. So this is something that when, when they talk about this this architecture changing thing, I guess we had speculated about what might being might be causing this. But Rand seems to know for some reason. He actually says, "Oh, this is this is because the dark one is causing the pattern to loosen, and if the pattern loosens too much, the age lace will come apart." I was like, "Age lace? What? Okay." Yeah, remember they've mentioned that before. I, I, yeah, like, like in a, like a long time ago, book two or something, right? Yeah. Uh, and all that ends time and reality and creation, which I assume is a bad thing. Right, yeah. Yeah. Depend, so, depending on who your favorite character is. <laughs> right, right. So so it's not exactly like the bubbles of the Dark One coming to the surface. It's more like the pattern weakening because of the Dark One being around. Right, yeah, which affects the layouts of palaces. Yeah. I guess it's a bleed over between different timelines or something, maybe? Yeah, that's, that's what I would guess. It's something like that. Yeah. So it's kind of changing history, probably, too, because that's sort of what's happening. Like that... The layout of the palace is something that was created in the past. In this case, in the distant past. So I wonder if it's changing the events that occurred in history, or if it's changing history books, that kind of thing. But they may not remember it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So they get an update. Uh, the lords in Kyrian and Ilian have been kind of freelancing on their own, just sort of trying to find somebody to fight. Yeah, where where am I? <laughs> His favorite Pokemon led an unsolicited attack against the rebels. It's like. Dude, come on, man. Yeah. They're like in negotiations and all of a sudden he comes along and like, hey, I'm going to go fight some people. And they get massacred because he's not a particularly good... Yeah, because he sucks. Yeah. But uh, yeah, zero chill on that guy. Yeah. Um, but they, even though the siege isn't going super great, they have struck a deal this, this just this morning. And the deal involves Darlin. And <laughs> High Caroline. Lord Darlin. Yeah, and Caroline uh, becoming uh, king and queen. Of Tyr. Which is what Min saw. Yeah. yeah. And Min's going to design its crown because she saw what its crown's going to look like. That yeah, that... Good. Okay. I have a question about that. <laughs> I know, right? If they're designing the crown specifically off what Min saw, then what did she see if that didn't happen until they, they heard that she had seen it? Shh. Don't worry <laughs> about it. <laughs> uh, there's a... There's a kind of annoying thing with Cad Swain here. Oh, yeah. Did you, ca- oh, did you catch yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. she's... Every time he loses his temper, she counts. And when she gets to three, she spanks she him. She spanks him right there in front of the lords. Uh-huh. I think that she needs to die. It's... Like this is, this is totally... Not only is she working against him, sabotaging him, but she's disrespecting him and undermining him. And she has not provided any value yet so far at all. Yeah. I, I mean, like Min said that she's going to do something for him or teach him something that he needs to know. That's all we got to go on. Yeah, you know, I kind of, I was chatting with a friend of mine about this recently, and he, he pointed out something really interesting. 
which is that, okay, so we, we know what's going on with Kat's way, what, what she needs to teach him. He's driving himself too hard, he's being too harsh, he needs to learn tears and laughter, right? He needs to learn that, you know, compassion and mindfulness is as important to being strong as being tough and, and aggressive, right? Yeah. She has not done that at all. Like, not even once. She has not done the single slightest thing to try and teach him anything like that. All she's done is make him worse. Yeah, I, I, I wonder if her plan, her her method is to is to try and like, so she sees him as like rough edges, which would be like this temper where he's like go, breaking out. So she's trying. Maybe she thinks trying to get his temper under control or teach him to control his temper is a means to like softening it. I don't know. Yeah. I guess. I mean, she. Yeah, he certainly seems to have his temper under control for the most part. Right? He hasn't killed her yet. <laughs> have, yeah. have the women gotten worse? Because, like, this followed by the chapter about the Athenir, which, like, I was clenching my hand the entire time. Like, mm-hmm. is there some, like, flanderization going on here? <laughs> like, have the women gotten worse or have they always been this terrible? I... Okay, so Elaine seems to have gotten worse. Sure. Right? Kat Swain has been terrible from the start, but she's a pretty recent addition. Mm-hmm. Would Moraine be just an awful character now? I assume we're going to find out. I don't know, but it was really hard to read. Like, I kept thinking, like, pride is one of the seven sins. And, like, these people are so prideful. Like, I hated it. There's nothing of value about it. Yeah. And, like, Katwain, the other thing that we were talking about is that the Katwain, everybody, she had this legendary uh, legend, right? This yeah. reputation. Sure. You know, everybody's like, Katwain, oh my god. She hasn't done anything to demonstrate that kind of power, authority, ability yeah. at all. Like All she does is sit there and knit and talk shit to Rand. Mm-hmm. And like, they're supposed to be impressive because she was old, but there's a lot of old women out there now. Yeah, that we it turns know out. Right? Yeah, right? Like, well, Olivia's probably older than Kat Swain is. So, yeah, you know, now that you mention it, the fact that she's really old, uh, the, the most likely indicator is that means she's no longer bound by the oath rod. <laughs> mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, you know? Um, yeah. But who knows, yeah. But when the lady who is a horrible captive for 500 years is less of an asshole than you are, it might be time <laughs> right. to think about something. Yeah. So, yeah. In, in summary, I am anti-Cat Swain. Yeah. I, I no longer am holding out any hope for her being a worthwhile character. I, 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 hope, I hope she changes or, or something changes in the relationship between Rand and Cat Swain. But right now, she's very frustrating to read, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I, say, I don't. I think Nynaeve has, is not as bad as she started out. Nynaeve's much, much, much like, better. She's yeah. chilled out. Like she's the, great. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> I had to get some of oxytocin. the oxytocin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's like the, oh, is oxytocin what Land calls his dick? Because, <laughs> yeah, whatever it was that she got. Yeah, <laughs> you know, regular sword battles with the last king of the Malkir. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, he was raised by five bodyguards who taught him all about how to please a lady. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, Nynaeve is great. I think Egwene's pretty cool. Egwene is more entertaining now, yeah. yeah. I, I, I used to really dislike Egwene, but she's she's one of my favorite, you know, side character people right now. Every time she has a chapter, I'm like into what she's doing, you know? Yeah. yeah. So anyway, they they also find out that the uh, the rebels are dealing with the Shanshan. The Shanshan have agents everywhere. Which is, I mean, not that surprising, but I guess, I guess this is why Rand has to make this priority one, is because the, the Sean Chan are quickly winning a culture war at this point, right? Right, yeah, somehow. But Rand is there to send the strength of Tyr against, uh, or to, Arad Doman. And uh, that, they're going to send all their troops there, now that Darlin is king. Mm-hmm. So this is part of the plan. Chapter 22, to make an anchor weep, icon of the sea folk. This is a fun chapter. <laughs> is it? <laughs> yeah. So, 
Man, I got to tell you, like, as I was reading this chapter, I was thinking back to when we first met the sea folk, and I was, like, kind of into them. I was, like, this awesome seafaring, like, this mysterious seafaring, uh, this nation where they have, like, these channelers with these really cool, like, weather abilities, and then they just turn out to be, like, total dipshits, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, no wonder Talon run away. I mean, I would run away, too. Yeah, right? I, I mean... You get a taste of life on land where people aren't shitting on you all the time? Yeah, mm-hmm. like, we're... So, the, so in this chapter, we're following... This is the Seafolk Wave Mistress who first... Who made the original deal with Rand, right? Like, a long time ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. and we... I remember the time... I'm, I'm. It's been a while. I don't remember. This was, like, four books ago or something. But, but the... The Tavarin thing happened with her, where she kind of got a little bit, like, tricked into yeah. making a deal that she wouldn't necessarily have made. Well, so. not tricked, but yeah, she said something she wouldn't ordinarily have said. Right. So apparently she got flogged for this. Like, they hung her up and beat her for making yeah. a bad deal with the Coromor, you know? Be- it, or, no, yeah, not, not necessarily a bad deal, just she didn't, like, bend him over the barrel hard enough, so they beat yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. And, and she, I mean... Clearly something like, this is a magical, epic, mythic thing that happened, and they give her no, no, what's the word, consideration at all? Yeah, I mean, like, I, I, to, to them, this is like a portion, like a component of their prophecy, and it seems like they're way more concerned with, like, squeezing him for all he's worth yeah, than, like, like they sh- saving the world or whatever, you they know? They should pay attention to what he did everywhere else he went, and they should, they're lucky, right? Yeah, this could have gone a whole lot worse for them. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the sea folk feel like they're they're just about like cruelty and exploitation, which is really frustrating because they, yeah. they feel like they didn't used to be like that. You know, it doesn't seem to be any upside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, Harine is heading to a meeting in Ilian Harbor with the, the other heads of the twelve clans, I suppose. Right. And it's an interesting reference. They now call the thing Matt did by accident the escape, uh-huh. <laughs> and they're like refitting a bunch of Shanshan ships to replace all the ones that they they did. So that sounds pretty epic. Yeah, the, I mean, there, there too were bad a, that happened off screen. Yeah, there yeah. were a lot of captured sea folk in in Ebudar, right? Like yeah, a lot yeah. of them. And so they all escaped in this this super cool way. And yeah, Harine is in the doghouse, and Zaida, who I think we mentioned mentioned before, is the mistress of the ships. And there's a whole bunch of like snipey politics between Harine and the other members of the Twelve. And the only reason she's still there instead of having quit is because the viewing men gave her that she's going to be mistress of the ship someday. Mm-hmm. Yep. Another one of those situations where it's like, is men's vision influencing the outcome? Because she mentions the fact that if she weren't thinking that she was going to be mistress of the ship, she would have stepped down. And if she stepped down, she wouldn't have been able to be mistress of the ships. Sure. Because they don't pull, uh, yeah, they don't pull the, the big boss out of you know, yeah. anything else. And so. they're, the Aes Sedai instructor is there, and they're torturing her mm-hmm. just yeah. because they're assholes. Yeah, well, yep. uh, this, this is another added to the list, right? In, in uh, the Seafolk culture, teachers are treated like scum because they're like just a, a step above deckhands. Yeah. It's like, really? Crazy. Well, yeah, no wonder you guys don't have any instructors then, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, are you guys all morons? You just like, you hate teachers? Okay, cool. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, not that different from where we are right now. But, you know, yeah, that, you I, know. I kept, this, the Aes Sedai must be just super weak if they can't do anything about this, about, you know, even though they have to have these instructors there, can't the Aes Sedai do anything to prevent them from being tortured for fun? Apparently not. Yeah. Very frustrating. Yeah. But then uh, they get an uh, emissary from Rand, who is Loghain. Yay! Who's I'm... turning cool. Yeah, I like, I like Loghain. Uh, there was, 
there was a little uh, side chat on our Facebook where someone was talking about like lo- like how much we love land. And I was like, you know, I, I like land, but I'm more of a Loghain guy myself. Uh-huh. You know, mm-hmm. I I, uh, I really enjoy Loghain now. You like the melancholy? <laughs> Is he melancholy? He's not melancholy he, anymore. He was. Yeah, he was. You know, like like early Loghain, I was like, man, he's kind of boring. I'm not into that. But but now that he's like, I'm Loghain. You know this super wizard lord or whatever. I'm right. like, all right, this guy's cool. And I, I like how he shows up and they're like, who are you? And he's like, I am Loghain. And they're all like, oh, <laughs> we know that guy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> super neat. Yeah. Um, but he, he's got the deal from Rand. He demands all of their ship to transport food for a million people to Bandar Iban in Arad Doman. So this is part of Rand's like broad, he's got like a big Arad Doman campaign going right now to, right. I guess, take it and bring it in. Yeah, I wonder, you know, I've always kind of thought that Tarmon Gaidon was metaphorical. You know, it wasn't going to be an actual battle, but maybe it's just... It feels like, like it's, it's a big be. war, right? Yeah. yeah, maybe everybody's just going to go to Arad Doman and have a big old battle. Well, see, here's the thing. Like, the the way that they've described previous wars against the Shadow, it is like a war with, like, Dreadlords and and Trollocs and all these things. So, I mean, I guess... I guess I just... it's there's all, this, there's all this stuff in these books about how prophecy comes true, but not in the way you think it is. That I, I just thought that would be a curveball. Mm. Yeah. And, and also, Harine is going to the ambassador to Rand, which is good. I guess that puts her up in the standings once more. Yeah. Uh, though, you know, a dubious honor since she has to deal with Cat Swain. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone hates Cat she, Swain. Yeah, she's terrified of Cat Swain, which... I, mean, I don't know why anybody puts up with Cat Swain. No. She doesn't, she doesn't bring anything to the table. She has a lot of uh, those uh, Taranga Al in her hair. I, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that, maybe that's it. Yeah. And they get some news then in the middle of this meeting, some very sad news. All the islanders from Tremalking and the other islanders that we don't know much about at all, except the sea folk really like them, they've all killed themselves. Yeah. I actually went and looked them up. So, so we've, met, we've actually met these people in like really limited uh, uh, capacity in the openings of chapters. Yeah, we, we got a little snippet about how the, the, the orb, with the hand of the orb, started glowing, and then the person was like, yes, the illusion is coming to an end. Yeah. yeah. She sat down to watch it. Essentially, the, the, they're this culture of uh, really like peaceful people who hang out in the islands, and originally they got passage from the sea folk, but have been under their protection ever since, but their whole belief system is that life is an illusion, and uh, when the orb melts, the hand orb melts, the illusion's coming to an end. So that's what happened. Like the, when Rand cleansed Sidin, it melted the, the Sa'angrial on Tremalking, hmm. and they all committed mass suicide because they were like, oh, okay, game over, man. Yeah. yeah. That's so, fucked up. That's grim. But yeah. apparently they're really peaceful, and they're the ones who make the Seafolk porcelain, or made the Seafolk porcelain. Mm, yeah. The Seafolk are very sad about this, and they're about to. Uh, Send all the ships out to warn people, I guess, not to kill themselves or something. Yeah, I didn't. That wasn't real clear what and they were. I think they're trying to, to accomplish. Sa- yeah, they're, I guess they're trying to save any that they can because to to it seems like to the sea folk these are like a, a mascot of sorts, you know. Yeah, I or, guess that's yeah. I mean, I I don't want to say like a pet exactly, but something that where they're like they find yeah. them charming and and maybe good luck or something. But Logan puts the kibosh on that hmm. and takes us out with an awesome line. Mourn if you must, but mourn on the march to Tarmon Gaidon. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, see? Look, it's cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's pretty sweet. Yeah. Chapter 23, Call to a City. Icon of the Forest Naked. So, Romanda is reading a trashy novel? <laughs> sure. You know, I mean, like... <laughs> With Birgit and Gaidon Cain. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, she's I, in, the, in this, like, 
Hor the world right now is kind of horrible. Everything's rotting all the time. And yeah. she's like, it feels like she's like losing this battle. I understand a little bit of escapism. Uh, speaking as a person who participates in a podcast about the Wheel of Time, <laughs> I'm not going to knock anybody from reading trashy novels. <laughs> Hold on now. Wheel of Time and, more recently, the Sookie oh, Stackhouse right, novels. Right. <laughs> we have our own trashy romance Pulitzer novels. Pulitzer Prize winning Sookie Stackhouse novels. Wait, are they? Did they really? No. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Look, you know what? They give awards out for all kinds of weird things. Right. <laughs> Best vampire sex novels. <laughs> so, yeah, but the, a whole lot of this chapter kind of revolves around Romanda trying to hide from everybody that she reads these, you know, silly fantasy novels. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's kind of like a little visual gag where she's, yeah. oh, you know, doesn't want to admit. But, you know, whatever. You know, own your, own your, uh, own your things. Right, yeah. Then Nisao comes in, and Nisao, A, outs Egwene as actually being in charge of her own faction, and B, tells her that... Lelaine is trying to shut down Nassau's investigation into the deaths of the two Blue Aja. Yeah. I, I don't understand this, except, I mean, the fact that Lelaine has, like, you know, power power issues, whatever, wants to be in control of things. But that still seems kind of a weird thing, right? Yeah, I, I don't understand why that would be. Yeah. The, yeah, the, there, there's, there's, there's a lot of hints here that I was having trouble parsing. Like, like as we're inside Ramonda's mind, she's got a lot of, you know plate spinning, I guess. She's, talk yeah. she's talking about like the whole uh, the chair thing, right? Where all of these new people came in. We we don't know why all of these young chairs were brought in, but that happened both in the White Tower and in the in the, the right. rebel yeah. rebel camp. And in this case, we learned that it was Magla who was pressuring pressuring the yellow Aja to make Salita a chair. And again, sure. we don't know why. And that's relevant in some way. It's weird. Yeah, but, but yeah, Salita was too young to be a chair, but they, they did anyway. Yeah. So. She's also thinking a lot about undoing all of Egwene's uh, work, yeah, but also was. thinking about how it actually is working out pretty well. So Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Ramonda sucks. What <laughs> yeah, I think she kind of sucks. And, and like, I don't think she thinks about the siege or the broken tower or Tarmon Gaidon or anything like that. It's all about this whole chapter. It's all about politics, own, right? Yeah, the inside of her own butt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I may have skimmed a yeah. lot. Yeah. So Nassau's results, anyway, are not much, except that the two dead Aes Sedai were friends, and they had a third friend. Uh, what the fuck was her name? Cabriana. Cabriana. Thank you. Uh, which which tickles uh, tickles the back back of Ramonda's mind. She's like that name is familiar to me for some reason. Yeah, but then Lelaine has convened the hall of the tower. So Ravonda has to go join that. Yeah, hall call after all. <laughs> and uh, we find out that Ramonda is upset with Sharina Malloy, who's a sketchy character, uh, taking over kind of control of all the novices. Well, I mean, is she sketchy? She's, I think she's sketchy, yes. Yeah. She's super powerful, Aes Sedai. Uh -huh. Well, she has a lot of potential, which is not the same as being really strong, right? Well, isn't it? So there's two different things when it comes to Aes Sedai power. There's like their current ability and their like maximum ability. Mm -hmm. And they've talked about them as two different things. Their they, potential is, you know, something you have to work up to with like basically like working on muscles. Uh, and then there's where you are right now. I think they've mentioned that Nynaeve has really uh, a really high potential, uh, but there are people who are currently stronger than Nynaeve, for yeah. example. I guess that's true. Yeah, but there, there's. But still, she's got a very high potential, right? Right. Like, like a forsaken wood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she's kind of taken over control of this important 
uh, segment of the Rebel Aes Sedai. I mean, yes and no. Not she doesn't take control so much as like added structure. Like to me, this is just like uh, this is just Robert Jordan being like, look, this is school structure being added to their school, right? Well, like, why couldn't some of the actual Aes Sedai do that? Like Tiana, the Mistress of Novices. Yeah, I think no one had thought of it. Is what, but you know, yeah, I mean, maybe. no, but you're right. There are, there are definitely reasons to be suspicious. Of <laughs> I'm suspicious. Uh, it could be, who, which one of this of Forsaken is, was a teacher? Masana? Oh, it could be Masana. Yeah. I guess it could be Masana. Oh, yeah. But Masana was living in the tower, although they could just be you know, teleporting around, right? Yeah, true. Mm, interesting. So. Oh, on the way, Ramonda sees Halima and Delana, and <laughs> they're fighting, and she attributes their unusual uh, power dynamic to a romantic relationship. Hello, <laughs> friends. Yeah, which is still, by the way, the weirdest word for a girlfriend I think I've ever heard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a whole lot of names and faces, the whole hall, all these people are named and given little descriptions. I did not commit any of it to memory. Yeah, I mean, there's, there, this is this is difficult to track because there's just so many yeah. uh, not very important characters. And they're meeting because they got an emissary from Rand, just like the last people. Yeah. But it's Jahar... And Maurice, the Aes Sedai, who has bonded him, and poor Jahar. He was cool. Yeah, I know. He's just like this slave. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't feel like he's he's that much under under her thumb. At, you know, not as much a normal warder. She but, calls him boy, and yeah. she like treats him very dismissively. And he's kind of like he sucks it up. You know, he likes it. So I suppose so. But I thought he was a cool dude before, mm-hmm. and so th- that makes me sad. Anyway, the message from Rand is that they are allowed to bond any non-full Ashaman that they want up to 47. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, yeah, yeah. To match the number of Aes Sedai that uh, the Ashaman have bonded. <laughs> yeah, so oh, they, by they, the way. They're like, 47? That's a really peculiar number. Why 47? It's like, oh, well, you <laughs> see, 51 Aes <laughs> Sedai have already been bonded by Ashaman, <laughs> and then there's the four that. of us. <laughs> that makes uh, 51. Or 47, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Which uh, they actually like this idea because their their idea originally was to do a deal with the Ashaman, but just bonding them so they can be their mind slaves, they're they're down with that. Yeah. Well, uh, again, I don't know that it'll actually work that way because we know that uh, when Rand got bonded, it didn't necessarily work in the same way, right? So I wouldn't assume that the water bond always confers power that, that way, but I don't know. Yeah, good question. Yeah. Like, it seems like in this case, Jahar's. Uh, control is based on manipulation, not based on like magic, right? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so, I don't know. Yeah, I'm curious. Uh, but either way, yeah. Uh, but as this is happening, one of the Ashaman detects Sidin trying to listen in. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's uh, at that point, Delana excuses herself. Yeah. Huh, I'm mysterious. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, that you know, shrimp and crawdads are coming back on me. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and so she runs off. Uh, they take the deal. And then Romanda appears to put it all together with Halima and Delana. Because Jahar also says, there's a woman who could channel Sidon. Yeah, and this is, this is information that they really needed to have a long time ago. Because, right, yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, it's a Forsaken that can channel... But that's good. All this dithering that Romanda has done about the stuff that doesn't matter is made up for by the fact that she puts this together right away. <laughs> yeah, I know. I wrote, slow chapter, solid payoff. <laughs> <laughs> and they go, they, they, she immediately orders Halima and Delana's arrest, but they are gone. Yeah, they just, just a second too late. Yep. They teleported out. Although conveniently, the Aes Sedai have just put together, uh, learned how to do a weave to detect men who can channel. Uh, also true. So yeah. that would be, that would have been useful right before this. <laughs> not really, in fact, not useful at all right now, right? Like, anymore? 
I guess. As far as we know, who knows how many other, you know, uh, body transplants there are running around now. I, I mean, I guess we do know of at least, what, three? Three? Well, okay, four. there's, there's four. Sindane and there's Halima. Morden. Right. And Moradin, that's Moradin. right. Moradin. And uh, Halima and the other one was, oh, well, he, he's dead now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dashiva's dead. Dashiva, yeah. Wait, Dashiva is dead, right? We're pretty sure. He got blown up. Okay, cool. Well, 100% he got blown up on screen. Okay. Whether he stays dead, that's... <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah. but it, So, yeah, at least four that we know of, for sure, are body transplants. Yeah. This, uh, yeah, I, this was kind of a tedious chapter. Yeah, I, I would say two tedious chapters. The Seafold chapter and this one both had kind of a... They were, they were slow to read, but they had a, an interesting payoff at the end, maybe. Because uh, I thought the whole ending with the... Um, the, the people of Tremalkiing, I thought that was kind of like an interesting... Yeah, that's a good stinger. It's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, Logan's really badass to, you know, closing line. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty sweet. Uh, so yeah, th- those, those were not my, my favorite chapters, but they had some good payoff at the end. I do. It feels, and I hope this is true, so maybe this is wishful thinking, it feels like Robert Jordan is rushing to clean, to tie things up. It, it does feel a little bit like that. Like, you know, we, we spent three books before this with him kind of... Fucking around, wandering a little bit, <laughs> and then and then in this book it feels like he's like, okay, I've got some things I need to tie off, and he's like, checking them off, checking off boxes. Yeah. And for for us the readers who have been invested in this series for what are we on book twelve? Eleven. But yeah, for for eleven books now, it's it, it, you know it, it feels good to get those payoffs. Right. All right. Well, we have um, a listener. <laughs> First, we've had a lot of listener engagement regarding Micah's comments about breaking the seal. <laughs> okay, thank okay, thank you, listeners, because they looked at me like I was crazy. Apparently, I was like, Alice and I are the only two people in the whole world that never heard of that. Yeah, the breaking the seal. <laughs> okay, I'm glad I'm not crazy. Thank you, listeners, for backing me up on that. Yeah, that was still a really solid joke. Wheel of Time joke, breaking the seals. No, oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. true. That's right. That's good. Um, so anyway, we have a question from Masarian who wanted to know, keeping in mind that all your followers will be forced to use it as a battle cry, what would you choose as your house sigil? Obviously, the golden bees are taken. I would never choose the golden honeybees because that's a super lame (laughs) sigil, obviously. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, the dragon's a solid one, but I guess the dragon's already taken. Yeah, uh, maybe the... Fuzzy armadillo. Yeah, oh, the fuzzy, fuzzy armadillos. That's yeah, a good yeah. one. For the fuzzy armadillo. Uh, golden pineapple, honestly. Mm, I think I'd go for the golden crane because we live in Austin, so there's a lot of cranes. That one's already taken too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, damn, it is, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. But that yeah. is a good one. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fun. Uh, the spiny pineapples, I think, is what I'd go for. Spineapples? Yeah, oh, that's the spineapples. That's good. I there like you that. go. Mm-hmm. For spineapples and glory! Is that, yeah. that doesn't roll off the tongue especially well, does it? Spineapples. Spineapples? For spineapples! No, I mean, mm. like, I guess it kind of works. Mm. I, yeah, see, I just like the, I like the ones that are deceptively meek, like the butterflies, right? The, the glittery butterflies. That's hard to shout while you're charging. Mm. Yeah, yeah. How about the pissed off parakeets? <laughs> the pissed off parakeets! Whack! <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean those are those are pretty good. What, what's that? What's that uh, indestructible secret microscopic sea creature? The tardigrade. The tardigrade. Yeah. That'd be a good mm, one, right? Yeah. Yeah, they look cute, but they're you know super tough. Yeah, mm-hmm. the water bears. The water bear. Oh, I like that. The water. The bears. The water bears. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that would work. I change. I want to change my answer to the water bears. Yeah, <laughs> I think I might go for the hippos because I was reading about them recently, and hippos are fucking 
It's yeah. ferocious. Yeah, they're dangerous. They're super scary. Yeah. And they also can spray poo out of their butt with their tails. I did not know that. Yeah. So if you, wow. see, you should look at the video. It's no, disgusting. I, I really don't think I want to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's hilarious, but also... <laughs> Please don't make me. Oh, yeah. Definitely going to rickroll you with that later on. Oh, yeah. great. All right, note to self, don't open any attachment or link that Micah and Jeff send me ever again. Ever. <laughs> Even though I know you guys, you're going to do the long con, and I'll get it in like 18 months or something. Yeah, I yeah. Totally You'll be like, oh, what is it? Oh, my God. Future <laughs> Alice, save this. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of Toby. <laughs> <laughs> wow, use my own child against me. Thanks. Uh, that's right. Awesome. All right, well, thank you, Masarian. That, that was a fun question. And anybody who wants to can also send in their own yeah. house sigils. So that's it for this episode. Next week, we're going to cover chapters 24 through 26 of Knife of Dreams. I am Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Alice Sullivan. That's Blue Bonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any comments, questions, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. And please share us with anybody you think will like us. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this. Please check out our Patreon at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time. The the light light illumine you. you.